The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The Saints made a smart decision re-signing Alvin Kamara. Now you can make a smart decision of your own. Sign up to become an annual Saints Happy Hour Fan Club patron and save 5% off the monthly rate. You get access to the Saints Happy Hour daily podcast ad-free. No ads ever. You get the Saints Happy Hour Booze Bundle, four swag items, amazing. Access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. What are you waiting for? This offer won't be around forever. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com, sign up, and save 5% today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. The Saints are four and two. They got more kicking luck, but most importantly, and we got to start here, Dave got one of the golden tickets. He was one of the 3,000 people in attendance. Dave, how was the Saints game with only 3,000 people in attendance? Was that, was that a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reference right it there? It was. Kind of, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it was good. I, I wrote some notes because I knew I was going to forget some of the things I wanted to say, but it was um, it was a totally unique experience uh, that I don't think, uh, you know, even 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 when the dark days of losing come back uh, to haunt the Saints, there probably will still be more than 3000 fans in the stadium. So I don't know if anybody's ever going to have an opportunity like this again. Um because next time they're hoping to up it to at least 5,000 if not <laughs> yeah. more. But um, it was it it was very intimate. And it, honestly, like I texted you guys, it really it felt like I owned this team and, and that <laughs> I was and that they were there strictly for my sole enjoyment. And they were playing a game just for me and just a handful of some friends that I invited uh, to watch play a football game. Uh, it was it was uh but it was super cool. So, I mean, we yeah. drove up. I had to do family photos uh, before the game. I pulled, up, I pulled up to the <laughs> Superdome at uh, like 1130. And I parked, and I'm not even joking, I parked on Poydra Street, one block over from the Superdome. 
Oh okay, that never it's happens. That would never yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> that is a dream. Okay. Wow. Street, just free. Wow. I literally got out of my car and just walked up the main, the main, right up to Champion Square there. You, you got to show up for a noon kickoff. You got to show up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, On a regular game. So it was at that point I was like, okay, this really is going to be uh, really weird. But um, so they had um, – you know, they had the food vendors. They didn't have all of the, like, uh, temporary food vendors that they have. Like, they didn't have the, the full wine and, and liquor bars. Oh they didn't have the did jambalaya people, which is, like, my favorite food to get. Um, they only had the built-in uh, built ones and then the, the beer stands. And, like, you know, no Dippin' Dots, nothing like that. Oh, so, no Dippin' Dots. So, That's uh, a bummer. Man, but, but if you, you you laugh, but if you brought children to the game, my God, no Dippin' Dots would be a devastating. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, it's Dippin' Dots is criti- a critical stop. Um, so, but I mean, uh, but it's cool because you know there's nobody there, so you just whatever you want, whenever you want, you just get up and you go get it. You don't have to worry about the line. You know, I was gonna you, say the line to the bathroom must have been awesome. Well, there is no line. <laughs> You know, right, so it's right. like even at halftime, you, you know, it's not it's not like normal where it's like there's three minutes to go yeah. in halftime. You're like, shit, I'm going to go now. I'm going to beat the crowd before halftime gets here. Uh, you know, none of that. You have, don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff anymore. Um, you know, and you were asking before the podcast. I mean, everybody was spaced out evenly. There was nobody sitting in the club level. There were people in some of the suites. There was nobody in the terrace. Um, so they had everybody just in the plaza and in the suites. Um, and everybody was very evenly spaced out. There were no large groupings. Um, I didn't notice until about halfway through the game that they actually zip-tied the seats that weren't issued they actually zip tied the seats closed. You know, in other words, you couldn't fold them down and open them to sit on them, uh, oh. which I noticed when I went to go try and climb over one of the, my, the row in front of me to get to my seat. Um, so you couldn't just go sit in any random seat because oh, they were yeah. all zip tied. Couldn't, couldn't um, stretch out and such. I mean, you could stretch out. You know, like I put my phone on the on the armrest of the seat in front of me, and you know, you uh. can put your drink all the way over your lap, you know, all that. What uh, about masks? Everybody wearing masks? So, yeah, so everybody was wearing masks, and this is the one thing I was definitely, I want, definitely wanted to note it. I mean, they were pretty, the ushers, you know, there was a woman, you know, how they have an usher that sits at the bottom of every section, uh, and they have somebody at the top of every section. Uh, at least in my section, she was diligent about. Yeah constantly you know anybody who didn't have it on you're you're allowed to take it off if you're eating actively eating or drinking um and i was i had a couple of beers but even while i was drinking please the correct term is the correct term is dome foam dome foam i was i would take it off and i would put it back on but i mean she was very diligent about like getting on everybody whenever they weren't wearing a mask Um, did did your mask of your confuse her totally totally. and it seemed like it seemed like there was a guy there was a Two guys sitting uh, on the other across the aisle in front of us uh, seemed like they had an issue with the mask wearing, and they were kind of getting into it, uh, you know, with with the ushers or whatever. But everybody was fine. Uh, a lot of the super fans were there. The clown was there, and I saw Game Time Saint who sits in front of me. Uh, Soldier Saint was there. Whistle uh, the monster. The guy with the sign was always there. Uh, the guy, you know, the guy who always has the signs. Uh, he was there. I saw whistle uh, monster. I didn't see him. I'm sure he probably was there, but I didn't see him. I think Romy. I think Rome Romeo said that he uh, he's not coming to the games because of COVID. Yeah. 
oh, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, on the downside, you know, if you're drinking a couple of beers and you're wearing a mask, you know, by the end of the game, your mask, you know, smells like stale beer. It's <laughs> gross. You smell like stale uh, beer all the time, Dave. How would you know the difference? <laughs> but um, I, uh, I just, uh, I, I honestly, I, it's going to be hard to go back to full capacity stadium <laughs> after this. This is like, this is like flying first class to China. Uh, and then on the way you... home, you have to go back and sit in the fucking last row and coach. Like it's, you... that's it. I, I've been spoiled. I've Once been spoiled. you fly first class, you'll never fly Southwest again. If you can help it. I'm just <laughs> what about saying. spirit? So <laughs> as for the actual football game, which the saints won 27 to 24, um, Andrew, it was really a coin flip game, but the Saints had a little, um, I don't know what the word for it is, but they've had it 2-2 two, two out of the last three weeks. They had uh, coronavirus chaos, right? And Sean Payton talked about it. They had to scramble their ass off on Thursday to get their game plan together. It was a late night, 3 a.m., I think, on Thursday night, and just trying to get guys into positions they're comfortable with and had had experience with. And Marquez has been playing some, and and obviously he played well. Traquan, you know, all those guys that stepped up. We had a, a handful of base personnel in the plan because of the type of defense we were seeing. Um, and yet, you know, it was up to not just one person, but a lot of people. It uh, you know, took a little time on Thursday night. Andrew. They were missing Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Teron Armstead for most of the game. They changed the game plan on Thursday, and they still went 12 of 14 on third down. I want Drew Brees in the <laughs> Hall of Fame today. Man, that was something, wasn't it? Drew, watching Drew Brees play, and uh, listen, Dave, I mean, you could go back to the several rants that he's had this season. <laughs> you could play any of those, but uh, Brees is clearly back. And any of you that said he was washed or said he was done or demanded that Jameis Winston replace him, Cam uh, we will done, now we true. will now accept those apologies. Uh, your tail is between your legs. You were wrong. We were right. Uh, we are good looking. You are not very attractive. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no breeze. Breeze is locked in, man. He's laser sharp right now, and. Uh, I haven't I mean we haven't seen him play maybe like that yet this season but uh the thing that was cool about that is just you know again Deontay Harrison Marcus Callaway undrafted guys that's who that's what he had to work with that's what he was throwing to and we've talked about how Breeze maybe hasn't really elevated the nobody receiver in a while uh, but that damn sure happened in spades on Sunday <laughs> I mean, it's it's embarrassing that none of us picked Marquez Callaway as our UDFA son. Marquez, it could have been a Marquez truly Colston triumphant away. moment uh, for any of us. Yeah, same initials, yeah. same number, same first name, missing a letter. Um, Marquez it, Colston. It, it did feel like Colston out there. It did. <laughs> like a dreaded Colston. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I didn't think Drew Brees at 40 plus had it in him. To be this great, missing I know you didn't. a lot so of people did. It's okay. You can. I you didn't can just say I was wrong. I was wrong. I admit it. I, I get it. You can. It's fine. You're in the. You're in the. The trust tree, Ralph. You're in the trust. Ralph tree. is wrong a lot. <laughs> I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go off on another rant and explain to you all why I was right all those you weeks ago. It! <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of okay with you. No, I'm gonna. There. Our listeners, they don't, to. they don't want to hear it. They 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 know. They know. Uh, you know. They I. You you guys. Some, some people out there, you disrespected. You got out of line. I think they say in good faith. You get look got a look got a little out of line. Little out of line. Disrespected a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's he's yeah. Drew's Drew's locked in. He's back. He he's he's playing again at a level that makes you think like. Maybe he'll play another season. Maybe he'll play another season yeah. again after this. I mean, Maybe he's still know. got a little something left in the tank. Well, I mean, he's got that NBC gig lined up. Drew but... practiced with his core for six weeks. You know, Matt, this is Matt Ulrich, I think. Uh, he's saying in the chat that Drew practiced with his core for six weeks, and uh, now he has that feeling of who can catch the ball consistently, who's running the routes. And, yeah, I mean, I think that's totally spot on. I think with Corona, the lack of practices yeah. and all that, just how this offseason went, I just think it took Drew a little time to dial it in and, and to get comfortable with the offense. And we've had many podcasts where we've talked about this, how Drew is the type of quarterback where he, he just needs attention to detail and time and to really fully feel comfortable and dialed in. And we're seeing it with Tom Brady, too, by the way. Uh, yeah. I think with those well, kind of quarterbacks, they're not a, your Mahomes. They can just throw it all over the yard. Well, that's a it great takes that's, time for them to get it dialed in. Andrew, that's a great point, and I wanted—I had a one soundbite from Drew. He talked about all the young guys and getting on the same page and making contributions. Young guys have had to step up. Obviously, we've—you know—been without Michael Thomas here for you know going on five games. Um, uh, Emmanuel, you know, being out this game, you know, young guys having to step up and really take on a role um, where you know, hey, they're—they're they're going to be expected to step in and, and, and need to really be able to contribute. And I can't say enough about guys like Marquez Callaway. Um, and, and the job that he did today um, and really just stepping in in Mike's stead. Obviously, Traquan Smith is a mainstay, but, man, we've, we've asked him to do so much stuff. Obviously, um, the guys up front, you know, in, you know, having some injuries at times and, and young guys need to step in or, or uh, just kind of, you know, fill the void. I think that it's just been one of those deals where, man, each week it's finding a different way to win. You know, each week it's finding different guys that are having to step up and contribute in ways that maybe they haven't in the past. And yet, man, it's what we need to win the game. And so I can't say enough about just guys' resolve and resilience to be able to do that. And, you know, listen, these last two games especially, you know, where it's coming down to the wire, you know, it's coming down to the last drive and just finding, finding ways to make the place to win the game. You know, Find it, a way, baby. Find a way. And I know you, you always preach that, Andrew, but, Dave, I feel like in the season of coronavirus, like you just got to get these wins and get into the playoffs and – this is really going to pay dividends for them down the road when Michael Thomas finally gets back unless the Saints trade him before next Tuesday, which Florio, Mike Florio PFT is dying for them to do. 
Uh, <laughs> but I really think this offense, I know Carolina is terrible on defense, but it's I still see the great potential that people smarter than me, like Andrew and Zach Streif, have said in the offseason it can be possibly the best offense in Saints history. Zach Streif said that, not Andrew. But I, I, like yesterday – you, I saw it. I was like, God, this thing can – Michael Thomas gets back. This thing can be freaking amazing. Okay. Yes. Was that a question? That, that is a question. question. Do you agree with me? Oh. <laughs> um, mm, I don't know. The best offense in Saints history? I don't know. You know, that's uh, those are pretty big shoes to fill. Camara gotta... does look like the best running back in Saints history, at the very least. I, you know, again, I, well, I mean, that's a great question. Darren Sproles was pretty good looking yeah, back in 2011, 2011 you know, and uh, 20, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Andrew, though, you know, the it's, short guys, it's, huh, Dave? the, the, the short list of Saints great running back seasons are Sproles 2011, Dalton Hilliard 1989, Reuben Mays 1986. Rogers. And George Rogers, yeah. 1981. Like, that's the short list of awesome Saints. You didn't even put season. Deuce McAllister on there. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But, like, I mean, dude, I guess Deuce, Deuce, list, list Deuce 2003. Yeah, yeah, Deuce 2003. Sorry. Forgot. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, no, Kamara, well, people are talking about Offensive Player of the Year with Kamara, and that's, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, that's going to be tough. I just think with the level of quarterback play we're seeing from, well, Russell nobody Wilson, can. They don't usually. But and Andrew, no, that's not fair because they they give MVP to quarterback, but they don't. They usually don't double dip. Like if a quarterback wins MVP, it's not necessarily that I a quarterback are, or the same guy will win Offensive Player of the Year. They'll I split it, give non, it a different position. Yeah, but even even non quarterbacks, I don't know. DK Metcalf would he be in the running potentially Offensive Player in the Year? Dalvin Cook would he be in the running potentially? No, not Dalvin Cook. Not with Minnesota uh, no, being one and five. No, not Metcalf over, not maybe, but but I mean like Kamara is on pace for like close to two thousand yards and a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. And if the Saints get to ten, eleven, twelve wins, I I think he'll be in the pole position for Offensive Player of the Year. But you know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. So 2017, Todd Gurley won Offensive Player of the Year, and DeMarco Murray won it in 2014, Adrian Peterson in 2012. So, you know, since 2010, there's been three running backs, so it's not unheard of. It's just the thing that's crazy to me, Dave, is teams know what is coming with Alvin Kamara. They know on these third downs they're going to get him the ball. Even when it's third and long, they know they're going to do dump-offs to Kamara for his third and medium. They're throwing it to him. And Carolina couldn't fucking stop it to save their life. They're yeah, and, yeah and, that was, and that was the other point I wanted to make uh, is I, it's good to get a win, obviously. I don't – you know, and obviously the offense looked good. And Andrew, you think the defense maybe didn't look as bad as as we think it did, but uh, I don't know if this is really the game that we should be judging uh, how the Saints uh, are playing because I look at the other side of the football and I I'm taking into consideration the competition and I don't know I don't think it's that you know I, I still don't well, think just because we beat Carolina yesterday that that means we're going to be able to take on 
you know, Seattle or well, actually, Seattle. Well, no, Seattle's defense, defense is horrific. No, but I no, mean, you I know, did, like the Chiefs or something like that. I, that's I, a fair I, point. I still don't see like, a team that's good enough to beat a, you know, one the one of those top two or three teams. I mean, who besides Green Bay? Who in the NFC is really? I'd great. like another shot at Green Bay. I, I wish, I wish we had, I wish we got to yeah. play Green Bay later in the season. So I don't know whether they're going to be as good later in the season as they were in the beginning with of the, the season. With the crowd, would have been nice. Yeah, and I think we're going to be better later in the season. Which, well, again, to your point, that's that's what's important. You you, you don't need well, to be peaking now. You need to be peaking in December and January. Right. Well, well we got to tend to peak this time of year. Right. You know, and that served them well for being 13 and three the last couple of years, but not so much in the playoffs. How about this for an avocado? I was talking to my buddy Samir. I don't know if Samir's listening tonight, but Patron. I was talking to him today, and I was like, "Wouldn't it be amazing if the f- script was flipped this year?" And the Saints kind of didn't play that great in the regular season, limped to the playoffs, let's say, as a wild card at 10 and 6, and then went full Tennessee Titans on teams and actually won the playoff games for a change. Well, that was my prediction. Wouldn't that be a nice reversal? That was my prediction for the season. I said they're going to go 10 and 6. They're going to be mediocre all year. It's going to be a slog. It's going to be really hard and difficult, and they're going to have injuries and all kinds of stuff. And then in the playoffs, Drew Brees is going to become 2011 Drew Brees, and they're going to win the Super Bowl, and we're going to get the happy ending we want. Um, But, Dave, we are not going to get a happy ending if the Saints (laughs) cannot get their secondary together. And we got to play some sound from Sean Payton, not yesterday, today. And Sean Payton, he had a lot to say about the secondary. First of all, he said, look, the secondary, fuck up yesterday, it wasn't because of communication issues. It wasn't as much communication this time as technique and landmarks. Um, it's obviously something we've got to get cleaned up. I just finished, Dennis and I just finished talking about a handful of them. And this wasn't as much communication as it was just recognizing the formation, the alignments, and then you know, how to play the coverage on that specific play. So it's an area uh, of concern. It's, you know, an area that we, we've got to get better at, and uh, and I think we will. But it's still something, it's one of those things you come off a win and you look, all right, the good news is we won. Here are some of the things now that they're going to cost us in another game down the road if we, if we don't fix. And he also, somebody asked him about what, where he is on the Dave Cariello panic meter about the secondary, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm worried. No, I... It, it, it's it's closer to the a lot than not not that concerned about it. I, I think it has to be, and and that's something we'll continue to work on. But yeah, we, we've got to we've got to eliminate the explosives, you know. And and look, teams are good enough throwing the football where they're going to make plays underneath. In a handful of these games this year, you, you know, these chunk plays are the ones that, like I said earlier, are going to hurt you in another game, and and be the difference rather than you know you you be, being able to overcome it. Andrew, my I've question some, is... I've had some bad Mexican before, and you definitely always want to avoid the explosives. That's that's definitely <laughs> something and you want to avoid at all costs. Here's the question that I asked on Twitter. I said, you know, when is... Dave, when is Sean Payton going to have his Charles Brown moment and say, I have seen enough and go to someone else? And... He called out Marcus Williams, if you pay attention, 
with this soundbite uh, today? That's, that's the $6 million question right now, and, and we've got to get it figured out. You know, it wasn't uh, as, as big of a challenge a year ago, and yet it's something that, that's creeped up right now. And, and coming off a of training camp, I, I wouldn't have thought that would be such an issue, but it is right now, and, and we're addressing it. Because Marcus Williams signed a four-year, six million dollar contract. It, was that? Do you think that was a specific shot at Marcus Williams? Yes. X Files music. <laughs> Dave, I love that you have to tell him to play it because it doesn't come to him instinctively. All right, and now it's no. dead air. Right, right. It's to too late. It's too late, Ralph. You ruined it. Like, don't even do it. <laughs> so, Dave, do you think he was calling out Marcus Williams intentionally? I'll I'll say this, Sean Payton certainly has a history of taking subtle shots at people he is not happy with. I'll reference the Roger Goodell clown shirt that, that was uh, that, that was just ever so slightly within view, just one button a little bit too low there. Um, you know was. Wasn't was was there wasn't there like a game wasn't there like was it the six million dollar man or was was that what it is is there a, was there a show the there was six a million show the six million dollar man there was so the, maybe so so maybe he just kind of had that in the back of maybe he had that in the back of his yeah, mind I don't know I don't know that that was a shot at Marcus Williams. I feel like it was I mean that's oddly specific especially well, I mean, when that gonna, was like his gonna... rookie deal you know like he signed that deal like four years ago three and a half years ago right we're gonna go with it yeah. though we're gonna go with it. The the headline for this podcast is going to be Sean Payton hates Marcus Williams. Took a shot up. No, but I, what's what's frustrating is, and I, I think the question that was asked before one of those questions in the sound before one of those answers in the soundbite was was is it frustrating that you're you're seeing you're getting you're seeing these mistakes from your secondary and all these guys have been here yeah. for years already these are not new p- players they are not new to the system they've all I mean Malcolm Jenkins Marcus Williams I mean our secondary has been together they're experienced guys and this isn't something that we've seen really from them that much in the past few years and all we've heard all training camp was how they were kicking ass yeah were. right and now and 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 now for some reason uh, they're having all of these communication issues and all these breakdowns and coverage breakdowns. And so what the fuck is going on? Where is this coming from? This is It's like getting the shanks when you play golf. It's like, you know, you could be the best player in the world, but all of a sudden, you, I don't know, for some reason, you have some mental thing in your head, and all of a sudden you're shanking the ball all over the place, and you're not nearly as good as you, you were. And it's like it's just the most bizarre thing in the world. I, I, I don't understand it. I, I was a good question by whoever I asked mean, that. When... When is Mark like? How much more leash does Marcus Williams have, Andrew? Not, probably not much. Probably not much. It seems pretty obvious he's not happy about. It. He's obviously aware it's a problem, and and it's like, we're, you can't keep, you can't continue to do this. We're gonna lose. Yeah. The, the, the reason we 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 could have and should have and would have. Well, I just that was like a unintentional Jim Moore. Right there. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. But uh, we, the Saints, this game would have God, been. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. This game would have been more of a blowout. This would have been a more lopsided game if you eliminate that play and you took out Drew Brees' fumble. Uh, and obviously, yeah. you can't change anything, but. That, that's a touchdown. That's seven points right there on that stupid play. Who, you know? Well, no, uh, but yeah, no. The, the point in the game where that happened, I just want to point out, it was fourteen to three Saints 
And Sheldon Rankins had just made a great play, blew up the running back. It was 14-3 Saints and second and 14 when Teddy Bridgewater hit that big play. And, you know, the Saints had full momentum. They had Carolina by the throat. And then, boom, 75-yard touchdown, and it's 14-10. So those I mean, plays are have massive consequences. Yeah. In, 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 a, in addition to, obviously, the score change, uh, they have – they are momentum – changers they either kill momentum if you've got it uh or they destroy and you know if you never had momentum then it just totally kills you and you got you got to think at 14-3 if they get a stop there because at second and 14 you're you're ahead down in distance you got a good chance to get off the field and if they get a stop there and the saints get the ball back up 14-3 it may very well have been a blowout yeah, because then, people weren't because then so you can worried. get it to 17 3, 21 3, and then you can come after Teddy, and he's kind of forced to press a little bit, maybe, you know? This has been, and this has been an issue since week one, since week two. And, uh, but the first few weeks, everybody was just complaining about Drew and worried about Drew. Uh, well, guess what? Drew <laughs> took care of himself and fixed himself, and now we're stuck here with the same fucking defensive problems and th- that it, it needs to get fixed. It absolutely needs to. Well, get I just want to get to one thing when Ralph t- that Ralph touched on earlier, which is that I, I didn't think the defense was quite as bad as we fear. Uh, and, and first of all, I just want to say Teddy Bridgewater was pretty freaking awesome in that game. I mean, he got the ball out. I'm quickly. watching, I'm watching Nick Foles just stink it the fuck up on Monday night and for the Bears to choose him over Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Pace should be – he shouldn't be, like, hung or murdered, but he should be dragged through the streets of Chicago because it's shameful. But continue, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, Chicago's defense – the Rams are cutting them up pretty good. Uh, so may, maybe there will be some points to score there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think with the defense, you know, first of all, the encouraging thing to me is that I thought Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins both played well. Those are your starting corners and they're coming back both from injury. And so for them to come back and they were tested a couple times by uh, Bridgewater without much success. And so he kind of stayed away from them after that. Uh, Unfortunately. So this wasn't one of those games where I would say colossal failure uh, as a whole. I actually thought the pass rush was okay. It wasn't so much. I mean, he was getting the ball out quickly, so it was hard to pressure him. Um, the, my main complaint with the pass rush was just they weren't finishing those plays. Like they were, they were close many times to sacking him and couldn't quite bring him down, couldn't quite tackle him. He was a little elu- a, elusive, so that was frustrating. But I have a question I w- about that. Yeah, but I, I would just say that the play of Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins was encouraging. It to me, it really just boils down to. Marcus Williams makes the one big mistake that really hurts them. And besides that, this was kind of like Malcolm Jenkins against the Raiders and Darren Waller. It was fine. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, wherever he is on the field, and pick on him mercilessly and relentlessly, and and that was it. So, I mean, you can really pick one guy that was kind of the mismatch that continued to hurt you in that game. I have a question about the pass rush. Go ahead. Uh, and. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Uh, or maybe I saw things differently actually being in the stadium. Are you going to say that they were taking it easy on time? I, I thought there were a handful of plays where it looked like they 
eased up a little bit on <laughs> Teddy because I like am, him. I am not fucking kidding. Uh, I there there that was is one play in stupid. Wait, I don't remember. I guess maybe it was Davenport. I don't remember who it was, yeah. but I feel like he just slowed up. He got close to Teddy, and he just kind of slowed up, and he didn't finish the tackle. And you mentioned it. You said, you know, they got close to him. They weren't finishing tackles, that kind of stuff. I You can play the X-Files. Teddy music, is so adorable want, and lovable. They just couldn't bring themselves to hurt him. Am I not? I, 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 I guess I'm the only one who— Did you see Sheldon Rankins blow him up on that uh, pass he got off? Did you see that? Yeah, he got uh, he got hit pretty good by Sheldon Rankins. Well, good, good. Well, uh, Sheldon Rankins and his and then you obviously Davenport had the sack. Um, yeah, I know, but I just I don't know. Just yeah, it's tough to say. Play. I mean, I I will say this: I, I, if I'm a defensive end, I, I'm terrified of getting flagged for roughing the passer. Yeah, you know? it, that is so. True. It's it's hard to delineate between it's Teddy and <laughs> they're taking it easy on their buddy versus just they don't want to get flagged. Uh, I think it has a lot more to do with the fact that the ball was out in two seconds every time. Yeah, yeah. and the, the thing is, though, getting the ball with, the, quick. with the pass rush is – and look, trade deadline, just like the election for president of the United States, is next Tuesday. But a lot of the NFL insiders and beat writers and stuff say, look, teams are going to try to get stuff done – Thursday, Friday, because of all the COVID protocols, they have to go through all these hoops. So the trade deadline may exact the, the actual deadline is Tuesday, but teams will want to get stuff done this week. So I guess my question, and I want both of you to answer. So I'll, I'll start with you, Dave. We know the Saints like to do big things. They like to go YOLO. They tried with Clowney, but if you're the Saints and you only have so much capital and you can only do one deal, what? position player are you going to get on defense to try to fix it and make a run uh i mean you know we just spent the last 15 minutes bagging on uh on the secondary <laughs> Chauncey Carter Johnson. i mean i think they could use the most help in the secondary uh what's likely to happen i don't know i saw ian rapaport or whatever said everson griffin was going to be uh available, potentially yeah. available um, you know, so a pass rush would be good too. Um, you know, you could, you could theoretically improve your, your, your secondary and your pass defense by upgrading your pass rush and getting to the quarterback quickly and, and, you know, not giving opposing quarterbacks all fucking day to sit back there and throw. Um, so, you know, yeah, I would say, uh, if, if not somebody in the secondary, then, uh, you know, well, if they went end, secondary, it would. If they go secondary, Andrew, it's it's not. It's got to be safety, right? They would. The they, answer. The answer is defensive end. End of story. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's your answer. And by the way, who's this guy wearing number ninety four for the Saints? Because it's not Cam Jordan. Who is yeah. that? He, who's wearing that jersey? He has a little bit of that uh, Paul Kruger Ouch. washed stench on him. I mean, again, I, I'll I, I, he's got something I think is, you know, injury wise, something's wrong. Something's nagging him. Uh, he they made they put it up on the big screen at the game. This was Cam's 150th consecutive game, uh, which is a record for the Saints. Yeah. And I've said I've said it before. When you have a guy who plays defensive end, and he plays 150 straight games. That's a guy 
who is going to play through. He's going to play yeah. hurt. He's going to play through some. But that's yep. but that that's not true, Dave, because uh, the Saints don't lie about injuries, and he's not on the injury <laughs> report. So <laughs> the that can't possibly be the case. You think you know, but you don't know, and you never will. I'm just saying. Nick Nick Underhill told me that the Saints don't lie about injuries, and oh my they, God. they're they put it on there. If, if Nick's, Nick's Nick's the best, but he he has some He's so naive about things. Just gonna so say naive. Um, <laughs> I wonder. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replacement blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. If... If the Saints are willing to go and trade a second-round pick for Clowney for a one-year rental, how much draft capital are they willing to spend at the trade deadline? Will they? Is the number one pick for 2021 on the table? For, Didn't for Clowney something? get injured? Is he injured? Yes, he did, yep. Shocking, since he has such little history of that. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> but yeah, he is injured. Uh, to answer your question, Ralph, I, I don't think given the fact that this could be Breeze's last year and we could potentially be looking at a rebuild next year with cap stuff, I don't know if the Saints are going to want to part ways with their first round pick uh i, I think the second round pick is a goner you andrew's dad says i'm addicted i'm addicted to clowny mr juge if you think i'm addicted to clowny wait until a jj watt to the saints rumor gets posted <laughs> on pft you will see me drop clowny like a bag of dirt and be all watt all the time just so you know so that's where you should have had the Back to the Future soundbite, you know, eight <laughs> bajillion gigawatts or whatever. That would have been a good soundbite for that one. Dave, do you think the first round pick for 2021 would be in play? Yeah. Oh, they would do that for sure. First round? Really? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Think they so? they, they would, would pull the trigger on that. They got, um, they could, draft picks are like fucking nothing. I when, think... when, when is, when is, 
has Loomis ever given up a first at the trade deadline, though? No, he's given up a second for Mike McKenzie. Yep. And, and what did he give up for Apple? A third? A fourth. A fourth. Yeah, yeah. Um, he gave up a third for Bridgewater, but that was before that the was season. That was in the summer. Yeah. I mean, and I Jenkins think... was a waiver claim, or did they give up a pick for him? Mm, that's a good Janoris. No, it was just a it was just a waiver claim. Okay. I, I'm gonna say this: if depending on what the Saints pro personnel department thinks of JJ Watt, if he becomes available and the Saints decide that he's the Texans, the Texans are not gonna trade JJ Watt. I, you say I mean, you he's say the that, but here's the, the thing. The Texans have they don't have a first or second round pick next year. So if the Saints or Green Bay or another team comes a calling and they're often offering a second or a first round pick, the Texans basically that's a really hard call. I think the only way they would do it is if JJ Watt said he didn't want to go. But if you're the Texans, man, you gotta consider it. They have they're gonna give Miami's going to be get, getting two top 40 picks from them from the Tunsil trade. You know? What about uh, Harrison Smith? Ooh, I like him. A, I like him a lot. He's a he's a playmaker. Uh, but here's my question to you. Dave, or, Dave, would you give up a second-round pick for a safety? And, oh, by the way, a safety that you're only going to have for one – you're only going to have for the rest of this year. You don't have him long-term. Would I know? Would the Saints? Yes, potentially, possibly. I mean, my <laughs> my whole thing is is that I don't. I mean, call me crazy, but for a team that's supposed to be that's going to have a tight, a big problem with cap space next season, and who's going to be losing their franchise quarterback, it seems to me like the draft is where you're going to want to go. Yeah. To rebuild and to reload, you're going to get a lot of cheap help and so to me it seems like the saints should be saying but we we shouldn't be that so loosey-goosey with our draft picks and trade you say work. that and yet they I say burned, that and, yes, yeah they, I say they that, burned a pick to get to bond do. and they yes. burned a pick to get tommy stevens correct a yeah. rational mind would <laughs> think the way that i'm thinking and would say this they probably would be really wise to stockpile draft picks at least you know for at <laughs> least be. one year can you please give kevin what he wants and trade down as much as possible and get i'm not even i'm not even convinced sean payton liked tommy stevens that much i think he burned the pick just to stick it to joe brady yeah, they, they have they're, no they're burning picks just to stick a middle finger in the face of the of divisional opponents they don't even care about the player Burning picks Spite. is as natural as <laughs> he was. A, comes, he was, was a, that was just trading a pick to be petty. His spite, his spite rating was off the charts for Tommy Stevens, right? So I mean, they should probably build heavily using the draft, but will they? they? No, they probably won't. They will probably they will probably trade a second round draft pick for a safety that they'll use for three months and then lose in the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> um it's it'll it it'll be interesting the the thing is for me i'm so deliriously excited about this trade deadline because it's the same day as the election it's gonna get wild um i really expect the trades 
to start heating up tomorrow on teams off day for Tuesday. I expect the trade the trade rumors to start coming in fast and furious. So that's a reason why you should subscribe to this podcast because we will have yeah. the analysis and the breaking news podcast before anybody else. Everybody else will be like, hey, the Saints just traded for so-and-so. We'll have a podcast later. I'll give you a write-up later. Me and Andrew will be on that shit 15 minutes on after it. it happens. We did a breaking Jason, news podcast Jason today is talking right. about the Michael Thomas J- trade rumors. Champagne which is out right. of he, he's saying that they burn all these draft picks to draft guys that aren't playing as well as Marquez Callaway. I mean, we should have given <laughs> up the farm for him. Uh, Marquez Callaway is looking like a third, second or third round pick right now. Uh, by the way, we, we talked about this on a, a previous show, and you should become a patron so you can listen to those shows too. But Ralph. What is going on with the Tennessee Volunteers? They are. What the hell is wrong with that know. program that they produce guys like Alvin Kamara, drafted in the third round, Marquez Callaway, undrafted, Shy Tuttle, Tuttle, undrafted. The Saints are basically cherry picking all these Tennessee players way, way below their value. Yeah, I should, I should stop. You're right. Oh, deception! Deception! Matt Ryan. <laughs> But Tennessee is just a dumpster fire of a program. They haven't been relevant in 20 years. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we love their players, though. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to love their uniform. They have the orange tee. It was very nice. Um, they, they, uh, oh, and they somebody said, like Matt beer, says, don't forget the Saints are getting beer. compensatory picks, so that makes them more likely to burn assets at the trade deadline. Don't forget that. It's true. Um, so, before we get to uh, the hotline, uh, do we need to talk about anything? Before we get to the hotline and something else, do we need to talk about yeah. anything else about the game yes. that we that I've missed? Oh, yeah, about, Deontay about Harris. The Go ahead, Dave. Well, I we we have to talk about the Falcons. It's not oh about the my game. god! Oh my no. god! The Falcons scored a game losing touchdown. I mean, they just keep they just <laughs> they just keep inventing new ways to lose. They they lose when they don't score enough points. They lose when they score too many points. They just can't fucking figure it out. I they cost me money yesterday. I bet on them against Detroit. Uh, that makes it even sweeter. I, my God, my God, do they not? All they had to do was kneel the ball three fucking times and kick a field Their goal. Their kicker is good. Yeah, like what are they yeah, doing? They have, good, they have a good kicker. I don't know. It, You know, it gave me joy anyway because if they had kicked the field goal, um, I would have lost because they'd have only won by a point and they wouldn't have covered. So I was actually kind of happy. I was like, there's no way Detroit's going to come down. And, then Detroit goes down and wins. And uh, Detroit is three and three. I don't know what's about that, but like Atlanta might be the best one in six team I've ever seen. Like they have lost in excruciating fashion, and they're one in six. But like they could be four and three if they weren't so unlucky and didn't falcon it every week. There's also uh, Julio Jones trade rumors. Would you trade? Would no. you trade Julio jo- Mike Thomas for Julio Jones? You want to just you want to do a swap? <laughs> wow! Why? So they could each detonate be, their nuts. cap. 
<laughs> you want to face Michael Thomas twice a year? A pissed off Michael Thomas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Sounds great. Oh, he <laughs> yeah. would. Be... Where can I yeah. sign up for that? Yeah, it sounds great. Michael that Thomas sounds absolutely... Unbound. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Mike Florio would sure get some clicks out of that. Oh my god, <laughs> Mike, Mike Florio, he would just be naked playing Barry White. He'd be so aroused. The, the possibility. Well, of... by the way, I do just for our listeners. I do want to make sure it's clear that Mike Florio did his most recent article about the Mike Thomas thing. He said he very unlikely that the Saints are going to trade Mike. Oh, Thomas. okay, okay. Yeah, nice backpedal there. <laughs> the Saints Life and Michael Thomas fast, have huh? to work that shit out even if they don't want even if they don't like each other they have to work it out. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're going to do game predictions and questions in a minute, but we got to do the hotline. But before we do the hotline, I I want to talk about something. Look, uh, we had a really uh, sad situation earlier last week where Allie, one of our just – Allie Marie Smith, she was – Andrew, I would say of of all the fans we've had, she was like the best and most diehard. And she passed away unexpectedly last week. And I have to say, she was a fan of our show the longest. And she did something that I can't explain to you why it tickled me to death and I loved it so. But like in 2014, 15, and 16, and, and recently but not as much, she used to listen to our show and live tweet it. And just make, repeat our jokes on Twitter and insult me, insult Andrew. And I don't know why I loved it so much that she would live tweet our show. It was like Mystery Science Theater on Twitter on our show. But I just, I loved it so. And she was like the first or second person to sign up as a patron. And she just loved our show and interacted with so much. And she was a part of Saints Twitter and she passed away. And I... I was, we were, Saints Twitter was so incredibly sad. And it was really touching that Saints Twitter really embraced her, the GoFundMe for her, for her funeral. And that was, thanks, if you contributed to that, I did a little bit. Thank you for doing that. And it just, it warmed my heart so much. And I had remembered, Andrew, that when we first started Patreon, and we, this was back when we did Podbean, we did the Drunk History to try to raise money to pay for the server and stuff. When we first started Patreon, we did a thing where if you donate a dollar, we would pick a person a month and they would do a rant. And I remembered that I had Allie's rant that she did. I found it on my computer. And it, is just so amazing and so great. I want to play it for you guys. 
Uh, and then we have something special that we did with the hotline that she's going to be a part of forever. But here's the rant she did, and it's just amazing, and I think it's a great way to pay tribute to her. All right, Allie, our number one fan, a patron, she won our rant raffle, so she gets to vent about the Saints losing in Arizona. Allie, take it away. Thanks, Ralph. One thing... I just want to conduct a search party for Sean Payton's balls because his ambush and flea flicker and challenge flag rain and days are over, and he's now the guy who bent over for Goodell and doesn't trust his future Hall of Fame quarterback to get eight yards with the game on the line. It is sad. Uh, also, I am two drop passes away from trading in my Colson jersey for a Snead jersey and a bottle of scotch. Another thing, had you told me on Saturday night that the defense would get as many turnovers as the offense scored touchdowns, I'd have had you committed. And also that they would make more stops than the offense scored points. This is crazy. We're in a parallel universe. But I can say that one thing I took away that was wonderful about this game is that Damian Swan is a rookie god, and he should be heralded as such. Last thing, <laughs> last thing, Delvin Bro, Bro Show is apparently the penalty show that we thought that Brandon Browner was going to be. But as long as he keeps recovering fumbles and defending passes, I will take it. Amen. So... Amen, sister. That was fantastic, Allie. Allie, you're the best. We'll see you on Twitter. All right. Thanks, Ralph. I get emotional listening to it. The funniest thing about it is, my God, that's the opening game from 2015 against Arizona. We were so desperate for any good corner. We're like, Damon Swan, he's going to be good. You know? (laughs) It did, but it made it. It made me really sad, and it, like finding that and listening to it and editing it, just trimming it up, it, it made me so sad because Allie. I mean, we're just. I feel like Saints Twitter is such a great community, and this podcast is our little show is a great community, and it just makes me sad that we lost one of the fun, funnest people in it, and. I, if you guys want to say words about her, you can. I just, I, I'm incredible. I was incredibly emotional. People can probably see me now. I'm tearing up. It just, it was, it's, it was so emotional for, for to have her go at such a young age. And it's just, you know, 2020 just sucks in a way yeah. that is indescribable. Yeah, it's tragic. Um, you know, I, <laughs> it's hard to hear her voice. Uh, you know, and so far back in the past. But, uh, I mean, I think you hear it in her voice that she, just how passionate she was about the Saints. You know, she really did love the Saints. And it's kind of like you said, Ralph, um, you know, on, a, on some level, I mean, we do this because we love the banter and we love the community that, you know, we've created and that you guys that listen are a part of. Yeah. So, yeah, Allie was a big part of that. And um, she, she was on Twitter all the time talking Saints and, I'll never forget, uh, she was a barista, and she was always making coffee, and um, I'll never forget, she was so excited and sending us pictures, um, because one day Cam Jordan walked in to her store, and I just, like, I've never seen someone so happy in my life, and she asked him to take pictures with her, and and he did, and obviously Cam Jordan was awesome to her, and uh, that was like a lifetime moment for her. And I remember her sending all the pictures and just being so pumped. So uh, we lost a, a diehard Saints fan, y'all. Um, and she was she was amazing. And I know uh, a lot of you supported, again, like Ralph said, the the, uh, the GoFundMe uh, to pay for her funeral and everything. So thank y'all that contributed. And, uh, yeah, it's tough. 
Yeah. So what I wanted to do to honor her is I incorporated her into the hotline open. Uh, that's And so that'll be a little part of her that'll stay with the show forever, which I, I think is touching. And we get to this week's hotline. And first of all, you people weren't excited about the Saints win. You were angry at Marcus Williams. <laughs> you were angry at Marcus Williams. And we had another person randomly call in and insult me about my hatred of red beans, which I took very personally. This person insulted me in a way that was kind of derogatory and probably over the line. So um, let's get to it. It's the Saints Happy Hour Hotline from Week 7. It's time for this week's hottest takes from the Saints Happy Hour Hotline. I just want to conduct a search party for Sean Payton's balls because his ambush and flea flicker and challenge flag rain and days are over, and he's now the guy who bent over for Goodell and doesn't trust his future Hall of Fame quarterback to get eight yards with the game on the line. As we've learned with anything in 2020, it's all just a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> so fuck it. Uh, that's it. That's, that's, that's the voicemail. That's it. That's it. Play me on a show. Uh, don't play me on a show. I don't give a fuck. I have four words. Marcus Williams, fuck you. Fuck a ref. That's really all I've got to say. Fuck you, Marcus Williams. Fucking bitch. I'm listening to Tuesday's Daily Show, and Andrew and Ralph are talking about Popeyes, and Ralph says he doesn't like Popeyes, red beans, and rice. My God, Ralph, I think your taste buds are as dead as your arms. Jesus fucking Christ, you say That's over the you could have the best red beans and rice in the world and you still wouldn't like it. Popeyes has the best, world's best red beans and rice and you still don't like it. You are a fucking idiot. That's over the line. I don't know who that clown is. How'd he get I, I, think, that number, was, but... I think that was Cave Dariello. Can we block that Can we block numbers? <laughs> block that guy. I'm surprised Cave has the number to the uh, hotline. Yeah. Uh, Dave, give the number. Like something give... that he would be into. Dave, give the number out for the hotline behind you. That's I can't see that's it. Rough. Give it out. The uh, uh, hopefully whoever whoever left that voicemail, hopefully they had uh, kinder words to slay yeah. the Carolina Panthers kicker. <laughs> the the number for our hotline is two one zero five nine five zero eight one eight. Give us a call whenever you want. Put the phone num- Put the number in your phone as a contact. Call us. Uh, you know, Insulting us. us is encouraged and preferred. Uh, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Call us whenever you want. Tuesday night, Sunday morning, <laughs> Sunday after the game, post-game, pre-game, halftime. Tell uh, us why we're the worst. Tell us how terrible our takes are. Us Remind your... us of mistakes we've made. Send nudes. <laughs> also, send nudes. <laughs> All right. Can we get sex, sex, can we get sex Dave. messages to the You mean, you mean sexts. All right, we got a we got a ton of questions in the Discord channel. And by the way, if you are a patron, get in the Discord channel. It's amazing on game days and all during the week during Saint season. And if you're not a patron, sign up and you get access to the private Discord channel. Um, here's a here here's a question from Jason: Would the Saints actually be better off replacing Marcus Williams with Taysom? Dave, wait. What would the Saints be better off replacing Marcus Williams with Taysom? Yeah, 
Didn't we have this question like three weeks ago? We wanted to replace somebody Play else Taysom. with Taysom. Well, Taysom can't be any worse in the secondary than he is at quarterback right now, right? It, basically, it's just like Taysom's like a rover, and whenever the Saints have a problem with a certain position, they just he's like just put Taysom out there. It Can we just, talk about how tape. terrible Taysom is right now? Hmm. Uh, he's not. Uh, he looks lost, not, dude. I think the vertigo rumor was true. He's, <laughs> he's no I'm fun anymore. Saying. Breaking news, Siren. Taysom Hill still has vertigo. <laughs> Can we trade Taysom for like a safety? Oh, oh my God! Shut your Can mouth. Can we do that? Ooh. Trade Can we Taysom? do that? How about how about instead of instead of Taysom playing safety, can we trade him for a safety that plays safety? <laughs> could could Tommy Stevens seriously be any worse than Taysom Hill right now? No, Taysom Hill is just I don't know. He did I you think, guys see I that the fumbles the, the fumbles have him shook. Did you see that pass to Josh Hill? Yeah. As Ta- as Traquan Smith runs down the sidelines completely unguarded. Ugh. <laughs> God, man. Is it is it too early to buy a Callaway jersey, Andrew? Well, I think if you already own a Colston jersey, you just wear that. Same dude. Uh, but no. Bring it to Campus Connection. We'll change I'm going to tell you what, man. I, I don't think this is a flash in the pan. I really, I think this guy has a future. I really do, um, and I don't think this is a Keith Kirkwood or a Brandon uh, Coleman kind of thing. And you can, you can grab this soundbite right now. I want to say Callaway's going to have a nice career for the Saints, and uh, you can make fun yeah. of me later if he turns out to be a, a Coleman or a, you know, Keith Kirkwood or like it's kind of like a flash in the pan has a couple good games. Doesn't I don't know. Kirkwood I, never I think, had a game like a, Callaway had. And um, you know, he's not. I mean, Willie Sneed was great, but I think he's already better than I think he's already better than Kirkwood. Although Kirkwood had what that is, big catch in the playoff game. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, what is what? What does this mean for Traquan? Like, I feel like ooh. Traquan should be should this this game should have been the game that Traquan had. It should have been eight Traquan's catches moment, for ninety yeah. something yards. Well, I mean, you know what? He might have the Taysom Hill would throw it to him when he was wow. wide freaking open down the sideline. I mean, does it is is, is is does it not concern you at all that in, they just pass right over Traquan and they go to Marquez and. Uh, uh, and what's this? And and Deontay. Well, in fairness, I'm sure the Panthers were thinking we don't need to guard those guys. Just guard Traquan, mm. and we're good. Well, so that's I, I, that's what I was going to ask you. I don't know if you watched the game over or watched the film, but I mean, was it a situation where Traquan was just covered, double covered all the time, and that left openings for the rest of the guys? I I do think in general Callaway had softer coverage, but no, no, I do think Breeze was kind of caught fire with Callaway early. Yeah, and it was working, and so he was like, "No, I'm gonna keep going back to the well." I, I do think there were times where I saw Troutman and and uh, a couple other guys wide open. I mean, Breeze won't look Troutman's way at all, hardly. I mean, he he was That's open weird. a couple times, and Breeze is like, "Nope, I'm going to Callaway," and he's pretty tightly covered. <laughs> nope. he, he'd complete the he'd complete the pass, but it's just like, you know, that's where you see him kind of locked in on his guy. So this is from Dale, Dale, Dale. Oh, What's you didn't in the, the Louisiana music, no. water that LSU and the Saints can't play zone defense? It's a good question. Can, tu- can Dave? Can Tulane play zone defense? Uh, did you watch the game? Uh... I did not. Seven hundred yards. 
I think it might, might, might there might be something in the water. You can throw Tulane and in that in that LSU, equation too. LSU as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's in All our right. water. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So we got to get to the game Sunday, 325, Saints at Bears. Bears are currently losing 24-10. Nick Foles looks like garbage on Monday Night Football. Saints are two-and-a-half-point favorite according to Vegas. Andrew, I'll start with you. Who you got and who is going to be your... They want to bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. Uh... G-R-T-F-L, Mark, says that we all need a smile. So, hi. Hi, Mark. Um, I don't know. I I think this is going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be a tough game. I'm going to say 23-20, Saints. It's going to take more perfection from Will Lutz. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Will Lutz. Don't Perfect jinx him. On, you just perfect, fucking jinx him. Jesus perfect Christ. Perfect on the year. Will Lutz from 53 asshole. at the gun. Mm. Wow. 23-20, Saints win. Write this down, Ralph. If we lose by because of a missed fucking field goal, it was this asshole over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just don't do that. You just don't fucking do that. So, Dave, who do you, Should I who change do you... it then? Should no, I change? It's too late now. You already ah, put it out there. It's it out, out there. there. It's in the ether. So, Dave, who you got? <laughs> um, who do I have? Yeah. Well, uh, like you said, the the Bears are currently losing 24 to 10 right now to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I don't think they're a great team. Defense is okay, I guess, but uh, defense you know, defensive. They, this is uh, is Akeem Hicks healthy? Are we going to see Akeem Hicks? Yeah, he's had uh, rough in the Boy. passer penalties, had offsides tonight. He's been. Oh, a, I'll take that. I'll take he's that. He's been a Martez Wilson machine. Oh yeah, subscribe. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but um, you know, is Nick Nick Foles is okay, but. You know, he's going to sling it around. He might make some mistakes. So, well, 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 well endowed Nicholas. Yeah. Big dick, Nick. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll have, um, maybe we'll get both back. Maybe we'll get Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders back. 
Uh, or no, yeah. we can we uh, can Sanders come back that quick? Or does he have know. to do fourteen I days? I think you got to be out mm. two weeks. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't think you have. I think if your symptoms clear and then you two test negative, negative tests a bunch I of times, yeah, I think I you can so. come back. Consecutive well, days, negative. Tests. I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think he's necessarily out. Part of me. Well. Either way, that would be good if we can at least but he, get Thomas appa- back. He's, he has not apparently been one of those COVID cases where he's symptom free. Like he he's sick apparently. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. Right. So I, that's I don't why know that's that why like, like Thursday he was like, dude, at practice he was like, I'm sick. You know, so he's got he's got the Rona Rona, not like asymptomatic <laughs> Rona or false positive right. Rona. Um, but uh, anyway, I, you know, I, I think if the Saints offense can play like they did this yesterday uh and if the defense can just tighten up just a little bit i think uh we should be fine just a little bit just a little bit you know like like we you think saying, a more comfortable win than we've had lately like five percent more like, we, Ooh, like uh, five, if we can play five percent uh, more defense that'd be great i'm torn yeah baby steps. semblance baby, of defense baby, baby steps uh I'm, yeah i think it'll be more comfortable than it was uh I'm, i think we should be able to have a more comfortable win this week than we did last week uh i'm gonna say saints 35 uh bears uh, 17 oh so who's well your... that's a blowout that's not five percent wow. so who's uh, your uh jason champagne says they want to bring him to camp bears. he looks like a star of the day for the saints so dave who's jason your star champagne of the day says the saints are going to smoke the bears Foles owns brady we own Foles. it's a circle of life yeah, <laughs> uh, my star of the game. <sighs> Who the hell did I go with last week? My star of the game is gonna be. You know what? It, it'll, it'll be Taysom. Taysom is oh, gonna. Oh, uh, that's a good one. He's gonna do something. He's gonna do a little something, something. I'm gonna say, I'm torn like in this that. game because if if Armstead, he's probably not gonna play, and that could be problematic with the Bears defense. But on the flip side. The Saints went into Chicago last year and they just mauled that Bear defense. They, I, mean, I don't think they had Hicks. Maybe that makes a difference. Uh, your boyfriend Dave Ladavius, he had a monster game. Remember that? Uh, I think what's going to because Tampa they basically have a bye. It's better than a bye week. They play the Giants, so you know they're winning. I think. Tampa's going to roll against the Giants, obviously. I think the Saints are going to roll against the Bears, and it's going to set up the Saints-Bucks on Sunday night for the monster game in the NFC South, Um, and people are going to be excited about it. Saints are going to win 31-10. The defense is going to look amazing because Foles is trash, and people are going to be like, the Bears are a fraud. They're 5-3 and three now. The Saints are 5-2. and two. Drew Brees is looking amazing. My MVP, or as Jim Morrow would they say. They want to bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. I'm going to go a guy that Andrew mentioned that Drew Brees, for whatever reason, isn't throwing to him, but he's open sometimes. Troutman is going to have five catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. So he's going to be my star of the day for the Saints. Mm. How you like that? So now let me let me ask you this. Did did, uh, does it, did Dave just jinx Taysom Hill? Is he going to have like a pick and two fumbles now? Is that – I don't know. He's such in the toilet. You can't, you can't jinx him until he doesn't have the vertigo anymore. 
No, kickers, kickers are more susceptible. They're, okay, so it's they're a kicker delicate thing. flowers. Yeah, they're delicate flowers. I can't believe, Dave, you forgot to tell me to play the music. No, I didn't. I did tell you to play the music, I'm, asshole. You know, you forgot to tell me to play the music. Oh, the Ralph Shuffle. Come on. And I gotta say, shame on me. I had a chance to slam Eric Paulson to the deck today, and I whiffed. What? He what messed up on the teleprompter. Instead of telling me, he, he started to read something wrong, and he's like, oh, that's not for you, that's for me. And I said, I, sh I could have said, having trouble reading again, Eric, and I blew it. I was so mad at myself. Man, God. Pulse he fucking teased that thing up for you, it. man. But it's like fucking throwing a beach ball to Mark McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was so. I I I, I think that WWL didn't post a video because if you'd have saw it, you'd have just that'd have been right off the top before you even talked about going to the Saints game. You'd have just ripped me to shreds. Um, but anyway, guys, thanks for joining us again. Become a patron. Oh, final final question before we get out of here, and I want Andrew, Dave, you both answer. Yes or no, the Saints do something very big before the trade deadline. Andrew, you first. Yep, I think they're going to add a defensive end, pass rusher. Look at maybe Everson Griffin, maybe Ryan Kerrigan, one of those guys. Uh, I think they will get themselves a pass rusher. That's my prediction. Dave? Uh, yes, I think they're going to go after a uh, another long snapper. Yep. <laughs> Seems reasonable. <laughs> yeah. It's the missing Saints? key missing piece to this I, wa I want them to trade for J.J. Watt and just take over fucking ESPN on election day or sooner. That's what I want. That's what I deserve in this shitty, shitty year of 2020. So, guys, thanks for everybody for joining us in the chat room. We had a great crowd tonight. We appreciate you. Allie, you're going to be with us forever in the hotline. Uh, All right, guys, Pete, thanks we love for joining you, Allie. Us. Until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs>